0: Braden has our special this morning. Thank you, Brayden. That's singing a hymn with a little bit of life in it, and uh, that's awesome. I really enjoy that. Head to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Look to God's holy word. Begin the last chapter of what we've called the Sermon on the Mount, living a life of excellence, and uh, really and truly... Uh, this this life of uh, excellence is to be lived by you and me. Jesus calls us uh, to live this kind of life. Uh, beginning with this chapter, we see one of the most famous verses that's probably memorized by more lost people in the entire Bible. <laughs> And, uh, we'll get to that in, uh, just a second. The, uh, had a, uh, uh, good visit with, uh, my memo, uh, Reese, and, uh, just thank the Lord, uh, for my relationship with her. Got to uh, grab Taylor and Sean, headed on out there and, uh, just uh, say a little prayer for her. And, uh, she's doing good and, uh, she, on some, the medicine that helped her uh, uh, not be overwhelmed by everybody singing happy birthday to her. That's a, that's a good way to put it. And uh, so it it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to be there, part of that, experiencing that. Let's begin reading and let's looking at this, uh, looking inside our own heart. In Matthew chapter 7, and we'll just read the first two verses together. Let's all stand for the reading of God's holy word. Very short, uh, very much to the point, it says this Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Father, help us as we study your word this morning. Thank you for your Holy Spirit as it guides our hearts and that we would listen to what your word has to say to us in Jesus name amen thank you you may be seated and uh uh just uh you know keeping us on this thought what about what about us in our lives and uh in thinking about judging just looking at this passage of scripture this morning uh it's one of the most uh misused passages that any of us uh, can think of. Matter of fact, somebody may not have uh, John 3.16 memorized, but I guarantee you they'll have this Scripture memorized. Uh, And a lot of times when people are doing something that they uh, shouldn't be involved in, you can say, well, you know, you can say, well, you shouldn't be doing that. And they'll say, hey, don't be judging me. The Bible says thou shalt not judge. And are judged not. And, uh, or you can say, you know, well, you shouldn't be doing this. And why, or you just ask them a question. You don't even have to reprimand them. You just say, well, uh, why, why are you doing that? Are you judging me? <laughs> no, I was just asking a question. And so it's misused and abused. And hopefully this morning for just a little while, I'll be able to take some of the, uh, with the help of the good Lord, obviously, be able to take some of the, uh, mystery and misuse and misapplication from this, from this passage. Just asking a couple of questions. First of all, what is judging? And, and I've got a big long definition. And matter of fact, it obviously it had to uh, get in small print, not in your bulletin, but there's several definitions. If you ever look at anything up in a Webster's dictionary, you know, it'll have more than one de- definition. And basically this, The word itself means to divide or separate. And that means if you divide or separate something, it means what's good or what's wrong. Next, it could mean this, making a personal evaluation to think of as better. In other words, I judge that this bowl of chili is better than this bowl of chili. That's a type of the word judge. And to discern what is preferred or better. Uh, next number two is for, and a lot of these have scripture references with them that we could chase, but lack of time we're not going to be able to do it. Uh, forming a personal opinion, evaluate, think, judge. that'd be like judging maybe a beauty contest or something that now or the bowl of chili, same thing. Uh, number three, reaching a personal or group decision, resolve, determine or decide. Uh, churches are called to judge. Matter of fact, we'll get into it a little bit later. We're supposed to judge each other, but not to judge according to the world. And we'll see is that true or not? Does the Bible say something like that? Yep, it does. And then you get into the negative, which is four, and that's passing a personal judgment on someone's actions to judge or criticize often in a negative sense condemn or find fault and so i had to do all that to set that up there's more than one definition because a lot of people say don't be judging me well what does the word mean (laughs) what does the word mean that's what you have to get into people say well bible says judge not jesus said it matter of fact read letters in my bible judge not but the Bible does say to use judgment. And then let me ask you this. Is it ever okay to judge? There's a, a very, a matter of fact, Jesus said this. Judge not. And this is, in uh, matter of fact, I don't have this in your, your uh, bulletin, but John 7, 24, It says this, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment so therefore he's saying don't judge one way but you can judge another way and we'll get in into that in just a second now we've read verses one and two this very famous judging passage and think what did jesus mean and basically i answered it by by saying this and i've preached this for a long time do not make your decision your mind up without looking within first to see if your heart is right, then with all the facts in mind, and so let's just let's just camp out here for just a second, because as you go through this whole text on judging, and we're going to get into how to use this and how not to use this, a lot of people think just by saying you know. Uh, I've had some good friend of mine, like I've shared a story with you before. It's a very simple illustration, very easy to use, and I'd go. They'd be drinking. They drank, and uh, and I'd go up to them and I said, "Man, why why are you drinking? And were uh, you judging me? So <laughs> no, that's not. And uh, that's not judging. That's asking a question. You could do that without anything. Some people say, well, uh, you know, some people. And basically, this, you know, people can get offended. By you asking them about their actions. But you know a true friend the Bible says. Goes to somebody and talks to them. And, and it says uh, beware the kisses of the enemy. But the wounds of a friend. That's good. You know a, a true friend to go up to you and talk to you about what's going on in your life. And uh, true. And there, there's a difference between judging. Let's just get into basically the, the country definition of judging wrong. Judging wrong would be, you see your friend's vehicle parked in front of a bar. And uh, you say, well, my goodness, they're, my friends, they're over there drinking. Well, see, that's the judging that Jesus was talking about. Taking little or no information and making a determination about that. If you really were a friend to him, you wouldn't say that to anybody else. But what would you do? You would go to them and say, hey, I saw your vehicle parked there. You know, what's going on, man? You know, I, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, hey, I, I know, man. I got on my cousin. My cousin barred my vehicle, and that's where my cousin went. And you found, found out, well, my goodness, it wasn't even them. Or you could say, uh, you know, I saw uh, so-and-so talking to so-and-so. You say, well, my goodness, they must be having an affair so-and-so was talking to so-and-so well again we're making a determination with little or no information that's what jesus was talking about if you were a true friend you wouldn't say a word to anybody but your friend and you'd go to him and you'd say hey uh everything all right in y'all's marriage you know i just i love you brother i love you i mean i want everything to be okay You know, and I didn't, that's the reason I do that. If I want to do according to the Bible, if I want to do according to God's holy word, you don't say anything to anybody else. You go to them and talk. That's what Jesus was talking about. There's a bad, critical, fault-finding, judgment spirit where you go to everybody but them, and you go to, supposed to go to them. And so there is a discernment judgment. Matter of fact, the verse I just read to you don't judge according to appearance. But what? Use righteous judgment. In other words, godly judgment. And you ask for His wisdom. And so that's kind of where we're headed. Matter of fact, listen to me very closely. And that's why Jesus, if you look at this whole passage together, Jesus says, uh, He gets into, Hey, listen, I do want you to help your brother or sister that's being overtaken in a fault. And he gets into, basically, this whole thing is, is especially, a lot of people think Christians, and they have a, and especially the lost world, have a reason to fault find with us as children of God. Because not all of us, some of us do it according to the Bible. But some of us, we, we act just like the world. And there's folks, when there's no difference between the way you behave and the lost person in the world behaves then the world has a right to criticize us. The world has a right to say, well, the church is just full of hypocrites. And, I, you know, as uh, one preacher said, well, just come right along because we've always got room for one more. <laughs> and I heard a preacher say that one time. But that's, But folks, I'm a hypocrite. We've all said one thing and done another thing at one point in time. We all make mistakes. We've all... Falling short of God's glory. That's why we need a Savior. That's why I need Him to be my Savior. We're all going to make mistakes. And Jesus says, don't criticize without, first of all, looking at your own life. He says, look at your own life first. Matter of fact, and, and He goes on to say, And a lot of people think, well, Jesus would never do this. He did this, and I bring it up. I don't want to get there too fast, but did Jesus call people names? Well, in our passage later on down in verse 6, he called people dogs and hogs. What? I can't believe that. Jesus called people names? He said, don't. He wasn't talking about animals (laughs) when he said, don't cast your pearls. Before the swine or that which is holy unto dogs. He was talking about fault finding critical people or people. Matter of fact, he said this is a, a sister verse to if uh, when Jesus sent out the disciples, he said, if they refuse to listen to you, wipe the dust off your feet and move on to the next town. There's certain certain times that you can you can have the the pearls of the word of God, the, the good things of the word of God and you try to share it and somebody is just going to turn and rend you. And Jesus says just be wise. As a matter of fact, he told the disciples many times, be wise, and don't don't give those holy things to people that aren't going to listen, aren't going to cherish the thought of it. So the Let's just finish up verses 1 and 2 by saying this. What is the wrong way to use this passage? And what is the right way to use this passage? Well, the wrong way to use this passage is the way the world uses it, and that is to justify my actions. In other words, that, you know, I may be doing things that are against God's word, but, you know, if, if you ever come to me and you say, uh, well why are you doing this or why are you doing that and I said don't be judging me well that's you what are you using you're using this verse to justify your actions you're using this verse to rationalize what you're doing so if somebody so over here it says that I, I shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage over here it says I should be uh, uh, shouldn't be lying over here it says I shouldn't be uh, uh, drinking over here it says I shouldn't be whatever and you go to your brother or sister in christ and you confront them you're not judging them actually you're trying to encourage them you're trying to but folks right off the bat the right way jesus said so the world uses how say well i love the lord but i want to live my life the way i want to live it and if you find fault in it you're judging me no you're using god's word to justify your actions you're using God's word to rationalize your sin. You, that's, that's of course, using God's word in error. Jesus says, don't judge anybody else. And if what ju- judgment you judge, you shall be judged. In other words, the way you treat others is going to be treated right back to you. And what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. It just means a lot of times the way you treat others comes back on us. Because when we get to verses 3 and 4 and 5, it it, it really explains verse 1 and 2. So let's head there. And I've called that, Ouch! My eye! <laughs> There's nothing more painful uh, than getting something in her eye. One time, Taylor, uh, she she got something in her eye, and uh, it scratched her, and we went to Dr. Uh, Fusiru. That was our pediatrician. And he put this dye in her eye, and he turned out all the lights in the exam room, and then he shined this... Um, this blue light or something and it showed the scratch on her her eye i thought that was the coolest thing but sometimes and that was a little bitty i mean you could see it and with just looking at it i just thought that was so cool anything gadget like that but you know and jesus is saying here of course in the bible what does it say here it says in verse three uh, why beholdest thou the mote that is in your brother's eye? That means speck, splinter, little piece of whatever. But considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote, speck, splinter, whatever, out of your eye. And behold, there's a beam in your own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote. means a speck, Uh, splinter, just a little bitty thing, out of your brother's eye. And uh, an old King James uh, version there, looking at that. Uh, So basically this, before we can, Jesus is explaining it. You want to help your brother or sister in Christ? You want to help them? you got to look within first. Look at your own eyeball. Look at your own life before you go help somebody else. Matter of fact, whenever he gives the last instruction, what does he say? Then thou shalt see clearly... To help your brother? What is he saying? It's okay to judge, to go to them, to look at them and say, there's something in your eye. And you say, if you're backslidden in a lost condition or not walking with Jesus, you know when somebody goes up to you and talks about the speck in your eye, they've already got it right with God. They've already took care of the beam in their own eye. They've pulled out the two-by-four out of their own eyeball. Don't be judging me. I don't care if I got a splinter in my eyeball or not. You're judging me. See, that's being defended. See, they're using this verse to justify something wrong, and it may even be something little wrong in their own life. But they, folks, Jesus is saying it's okay to go to somebody if they got something wrong with them. And there's other verses we'll get to in just a second. So they got something wrong. But before you do, before you go to your brother and sister in Christ, you say, I want to please the Lord and do the right thing. And the right thing isn't to hush and not ever go to them because the Bible is replete with examples of going to somebody and trying to help them, encourage them, lift them up. This passage explains that. Look inward before you look outward. The example of the woman caught in adultery, you know, in John chapter, it's not in in your uh, outline, but in John chapter 8, just a a few pages over, Jesus says this, he tells the crowd, isn't it great that God's word always agrees with itself? Jesus tells the crowd, look inward before you look outward. But woman, you're wrong. You need to quit doing that. You say, well, if she was acting like any of us in Ashley County, she would say, Jesus, don't you be judging me. But he wasn't. He was telling her something was wrong. In John chapter 8, verse 7, it says, he told the crowd, he that is without sin among you. Let him first cast a stone in her at her. What does that mean? It means, would you look inward before you look at her? How many of you are self-righteous in thinking that you're better than this woman? And guess what? They started feeling conviction in their own life in verse nine, and from the oldest to the youngest, they started dropping their rocks. Until it was just Jesus. He said, Woman, where are thine accusers? And she said, Well, nobody's standing here. And he said, I'm not condemning you, but, what does he tell her? Go and sin no more. It's wrong what you're doing. You shouldn't have been doing that. So, was he judging her? No, it's what happened. And it was wrong. So, that's an example of proper judgment. Jesus said, What to the guys? He does without sin, let him catch First, Look at your own heart. You're coming here with a self-righteous, pious attitude. You're doing this wrong. But then we do need to talk to her. And, I'll, and by the time that time, he was the only one left. Well, let's look at another example. And this is something about, again, looking, doing it wrong. A very famous passage in Romans 2, verses 1 through 2. Well, just, let's just read verse 1. Romans 2, 1 says this, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest, for wherein you judgest another you condemn yourself, for thou that judgest doest the same things. In other words, look at your own life before you go to somebody. And then, this is about, you're wanting to do let's do it the right way. Let's do the right thing. In Galatians, just a few more pages over. Galatians 6, 1. Okay, very, very powerful verse here. Brethren, Galatians 6.1, If a man be overtaken in a fault... You, which are spiritual, you know what that means? You, which are spiritually mature, you, which are looking inside, you, which are trying to live for the Lord, you're, you don't think of yourself any better than anybody else in Ashley County. You're looking on the inside. Brethren, if you see somebody they are doing wrong, you see, and when I say wrong, what am I, what I mean? You say, well, what defines right and wrong? I'll tell you what defines right and wrong. God's Word defines what's right and wrong. Amen? God, it ain't about what Michael thinks what's right and wrong or what you think is right and wrong because your opinion, my opinion doesn't matter. Is what does God's holy word say, so right and wrong is found there. And so somebody's not living according to that, and I and I look at my life first. How? You, what's the scripture way to judge? Look at your own life first, and then what does this say? If you see somebody overtaken in a fault, ignore it. It doesn't say that, does it? It says, you which are spiritual, spiritually mature, you're not looking to ridicule, you're not looking to cast down, you're not looking to criticize, you're looking to help. In a heart of love, and what does it say? And then what does it say? Restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, and beware, considering thyself, lest thou also be... You could be the one caught up in that sin. You could be the one overtaken in this. You could be the one that's not doing right. And so you're not trying to criticize. You're trying to help. And then, of course, this is another wrong example. And a lot of us put ourselves on a pedestal and think we're better than other people. And we find out we're living just like somebody in the Bible. In Luke 18, 10 to 11, two men went up to the church. They went up to the temple to pray. And uh, one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee, I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, or even as that sorry publican standing out there on the front porch of the church and won't even come in. You read the rest of the story, you find out that this publican thought he was a lot better, or excuse me, this uh, Pharisee thought he was a lot better than that tax collector. The sin here is self-righteousness. Let's finish this up by saying this, and i put this in your bulletin. We can easily be so critical of others when you have not been critical, we have not been critical of ourselves, and we point out minute failings in others while ignoring huge lapses in our own lives. So what is that saying? Well, it's saying what Jesus said. Before I can look at your speck, and he said, you can go help your brother with the speck. He said, then you can. That's why he didn't say, after you remove the beam, to ignore the fellow's speck. He said, then you can go and see clearly how to help the speck in the guy's eye when you've what? Taken the two by four out of our own eye jesus definitely used a hyperbole there didn't he He, uh, an exaggeration and he took that (laughs) and said get the beam out of our own eyeball so we can help our brother you know what that is Uh, just sum it up as self-righteousness i'm better than you that's self-righteousness and we're not any spiritually good matter of fact uh How'd one preacher said it? I'm so heavenly minded, I'm no earthly good. <laughs> uh, I get heavenly minded, you know what I mean? I get to thinking that, you know, I'm more righteous than you. And I, I'm i different, I'm I'm in a different spot. But Jesus is saying that's self-righteousness. And so, okay, well, let's wrap it up. And thinking about this, looking in our own side, our own heart, this is really the essence of this passage. Using... Good judgment to discern. In verse 6, the Word of God says this. Give not that which is holy unto dogs. There's that name calling I was talking about. Neither cast you your pearls before the swine. You know... uh, and by the way, if you ever want to look up all those other names that Jesus called people, Luke—excuse uh, me, Matthew 23—he called people snakes and vipers and hypocrites and whitewashed walls. And man, he, I just did not realize Jesus did this. Uh, what's Jesus talking about? Jesus is saying, "Use good judgment to make a decision." That's all he's saying. Use discernment. So give out. That which is holy are your pearls you're you're to give it out really two times there's two times when you're to share good news, the gospel, the word of God with other people. number one when God opens the door, and then whenever you have somebody else. well there's hey there's nothing has ever good become especially have you ever seen two people get in a religious argument that's kind of like a, a, an argument on politics. Well, I, this candidate is this, and this candidate is that. And then, if you can discuss, but if they're just going to trash what you have to say, they don't care what you have to say. Jesus said, <laughs> "Hold it back. Keep your." And it says two things: holy things and pearls, those precious treasure. Don't give it to the dogs or the hogs. As we say here, but all that means is somebody that's just going to despise what you have to say. In another passage in Proverbs, the Word of God says this, Answer not a fool, and uh, according to his folly. And which basically this, don't get involved in foolish arguments. Uh, turn with me in these last few <clears throat> passages. I want to look at real quick. Philippians 3, 2, and then one other one that I don't, don't have in the bulletin, but I think I have it in the, in the slides. But Philippians chapter 3 and uh, verse 2, it says, now this is using good judgment. How to use good judgment, good discernment, good decision making. He told the church, beware of dogs and beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. In other words, people that cause division. Matter of fact, it says and it's not in your outline, but you can look it up Romans sixteen seventeen. It says to mark them which cause divisions among you. That again is using good judgment. And then finally, and lastly, Second Corinthians chapter four and verse seven, we've been entrusted. We've been entrusted. But we have this treasure. And a while ago, Jesus talked about what? Don't cast your pearls before they swine, lest, lest they turn and rend you. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God And not of us. When we use bad judgment, most of the time it's because you and I are thinking like we're acting and doing, thinking like everybody else. That's bad judgment. Whenever I'm critical and fault-finding and you cast judgment on somebody and you could say, well, I saw so-and-so doing this. They must... I saw so-and-so talking to so and They must be doing it. And, you know, and so many times, that's where we mess up. That's where we're not taking the treasure that's been given to us, the Word of God, and using it wisely and saying, you know what? The very first time you see somebody doing something that you don't approve of, very first thing, what does God tells us? Look inside. Check your own heart first. Secondly, don't say a word to anybody else, but go to them and say, hey, what's up? Because what is, Galat- I mean, to me, Galatians six is so powerful. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in fault, you which are spiritual, spiritually mature, spiritually grown up, spiritually whatever, you're spiritual. And I need to go to them, considering thyself, lest thou, what, also be, I could be, I could be caught up in that. I could be trapped in that. You know, how many of us are one sin? I mean, Satan is right there. He's dangling the carrot. He wants you to mess up. Why? Because he wants others to find fault in your life. He wants you to mess up. Satan wants you to to lose it. He wants you to act like the rest of the world. He wants you to be judgmental and critical, which we're, we're to judge righteously. And the Bible says we can do that, which means look inside first. Judge according to the Word of God, one-on-one. You go to them. You're trying to, re- what does it say? Restore such a one. How does, what attitude are you supposed to have? What does the Galatians 6-1 say? In the spirit of meekness. That's a precious verse. And Jesus is saying here, let's look inside first. Maybe the Lord's laying something on your heart this morning. You say, I need to get things right I, I need to, and I've done that. And folks, listen, we've all done it. Most of the time we judge in our mind. We see somebody and we judge that when we've sinned, you want to, what's worse, sin once or sin twice? <laughs> well, that's a duh moment, <laughs> okay? And uh, sin once, I've sinned in my mind and I, I've cast a judgment. Sin twice when you let it out your mouth, Okay? And uh, because I can see somebody make a judgment on them, but when I tell you about what I think about them, I just sin twice. Okay? And, of course, that's where our flesh gets us. So so keep it in. Look in your own heart first and say, how can I do it better? How can I do it differently? As we get ready for a hymn of invitation, whatever God may be laying upon your heart this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father. I thank you for this, this passage here. And I, and I pray that we had, we've taken good judgment and discerned w- the way you want us to behave, the way you want us to act. And, of course, you've given us this because mankind is mankind. This has been the problem and the, the uh, common denominator of people throughout thousands of years. People have had this problem and this, this tendency. And, dear Lord, even the people in Israel today still do that. And we over here in Arkansas do the same thing. And, dear Lord, I pray that you would help us to to hold back, to not listen to our flesh, but listen to your Spirit as it leads us and guides us. And, Father, help us to respond to your Holy Spirit in a good manner to listen to your Word. In Jesus' name. Amen.